let's say you're in your i'm going to give you two different scenarios let's say you're in your house just listening to music and somebody like we popped up on your radio or teams how do you feel what, what kind of feelings do you have that's one secondly if you're sitting with people let's say you're just out there and somebody's just trying to tell you about Afrobeat and trying to give you what the history is as much as they know <laughs> how do you how do they feel so the, ver- the first question right how do i feel every time i hear like Afrobeats in general especially yeah. in places that i never that that most of us didn't even think were possible now right yeah there's a feeling of satisfaction there's mm. a feeling of success a feeling of joy mm. a feeling of accomplishment you know what i'm saying because mm. these are dreams that we had when and it's it's not something you can explain to someone today someone who's just experiencing afrobeats now yeah. that these are dreams that we had when there was absolutely nothing and mm. by absolutely nothing i mean there was a time in Nigeria where Nigerian music in Nigeria was not really appreciated yeah. at least not by young people yeah nobody right? listens to him nobody yeah. cared like, <laughs> if you listen to radio now in the 80s they could play country music play reggae yeah you know what i'm saying it was all foreign music on mm-hmm. the on you know the media uh, platforms and then it was so it was either you're listening to foreign music or you were listening to the very traditional local music which only played at like the parties right yeah yeah so in between you have people like us who are growing up listening to all these different genres of music and somehow we couldn't find our voice so yeah to finally find our voice and then to have the entire world World, accept it in its natural raw form there's (laughs) nothing that gives me more joy so that's that's the first question and my answers are long i hope you don't mind yeah, I don't know. We have all the time. As okay. long as you're not in a hurry. <laughs> no, I'm not in a hurry. My, okay. The second thing is when people are trying to tell me about Afrobeats now, because I, I hear a lot of stories and I hear a lot of people talking about Afrobeats and, oh, this is this and that is that. Um, I understand that everyone is going to speak going to speak from, you know, based on what did or say, I have the need to even correct people. Because everyone's mm-hmm. gonna have their own narrative anyway. So there's yes. so many different things that people say that I just I just look there, just say hey, yeah. <laughs> if you were there, you oh know, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, hey, shit, you, you know, speak yeah. your speak your own truth, whatever your mm-hmm. truth is. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, like a typical example for me is the 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 Afrobeat um, documentary on Netflix, right? Okay. Um, when I saw that story. Great work, though. You know, wonderful story by Egmo. Um, shout out to Ayoshanaya on that one. Um, however, I think the, the, the old documentary didn't capture some of the essence, you know. Um, they have their own path when it comes to what the history is, which is more related to England, London, you know, the movement over there. But on our own side in Nigeria, there, is, there are some parts that went through Ajegunle, Festak, you know, Ahoka, that was not really captured. And when I saw that documentary, I was like, mm, sincerely, this segment can make 10 or 12 series of this thing because the story is still plenty, you know? Story plenty. Now, did you see it? Did you see the documentary? Of course, I saw the documentary. I was in it for... Yeah, you were in it, yeah. Episodes. So, I, so I did see the documentary. Now, 
Here's my perspective on it. Huh. Perspective, perspective. There are various perspectives to the story. People will only tell a story from their own perspective. Now, when the documentary came out, a lot of people reached out to me and they said, ah, the story is incomplete. How can they skip this? How can they miss that? Yeah. Ah, but you were there. Why didn't you tell them this? Oh, and, and, and my whole thing is this. When someone is trying to do something, they're going to do it from their own perspective. The example that I gave when someone said, oh, and you know, this, this says the Afrobeats documentary. Therefore, you know, this is like the official history. I said, first of all, this is on Netflix. It's not on the History Channel. Yeah. And even if it were on the History Channel, no matter who's telling the history, they're going to tell the history from their perspective. Yeah. If Jabalist were to do a documentary today, you're going to tell a history that centers around a lot of what you know. You can't tell the history of hip-hop in Joss or Kaduna. You can't. You can't. Because you weren't there and you didn't experience that. And that was not a big part of your story. So I feel that... More people need to tell their stories. Stories, yes. More documentaries need to be made. <laughs> yeah. Because there is no there's no such thing as this is the truth and the only truth. No, this is your truth because this is your view of what happened. There are other people that also have other perspectives. So the more of those perspectives we can all hear, the better it's going to be. Huh. Think about Malcolm X. Yeah. Or Martin Luther King. Do you realize that there are like 50 Martin Luther King documentaries out there? Over yeah. 50. Yeah. yeah. It's the same story. Still, well, yeah. Guess what? It's 50 yeah, different perspectives. Perspective. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Story. yeah. We know we talk about Afrobeats, Mono talk about Alaba. We know we talk about Afrobeats, Mono talk about, um, you know, even fashion. There's yeah. so many elements of Afrobeats where we say, if you don't, and depending on whose perspective you're looking at it from, if you don't capture those things, then it may not be a complete reflection. So my challenge to everyone is tell your own story. Yeah. Uh, but do you think, do you think um, if we want to actually look at what the basis are, right? Mm -hmm. Most of all this older story, have been most of the influence came from one source, which is still back home. Mm -hmm. Do you say it that way? Like, there is actually a foundation that actually influenced the others, you know. It's, so, it's, so most people don't pick the story from the root itself; they pick it along the way. Yeah, because they joined it along the way. The way, so yes. When you, when you think about the roots, right? If you ask someone who's from our generation, and by our I mean you're part of my generation, right? Yes, yes. If you ask someone from our generation, we probably got involved. From like the, I would say, Raskimono, Blackie, yeah. Alexo, Alexo, Alexero. Yeah. If you yeah. ask the people from that generation, Ration. they probably got involved at a <laughs> true. They were going to tell the story. Yeah, if, you, if, true. If, if now when whiskey blow, now you go on side. Yeah. yeah. You talk now. <laughs> of course, even all these Gen Z believes in a whiskey and David start from. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you yes, can yes. Ah, no, 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 no. Before, before the branch, there was nothing. That's what people are going to say. So it just depends on what part of the timeline you came in on, I mean, right? Mm -hmm. the, the one undeniable truth is that the end of the 90s was when the movement began. That's the one undeniable truth. Yes, There were things that were happening prior to that. But end of the 90s, like 99, early 2000s, now at that time, I the whole like big movement start because yeah, yeah, people yeah. were doing things. Everybody was yeah really coming in. I was on tour in 1996. I did Rothman's Groove Tour in 1996. 
Huh. Right? I went on tour yeah. by myself as a solo artist. Nobody yeah. knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody I remember knows. I did one of those too. <laughs> no. Benson, Benson and Hedges. Benson and Hedges, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows these kinds of stories. So, so basically what I'm saying, Jabless, is that it just depends on who's telling the story. And that's why more people need to tell their yeah, stories. Sure. Awesome. I think awesome. so. Yeah. 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 So do you, I mean, LD, you're a visionaire. You see 10, 20 years ahead. I, I don't know the person we see past between you and Tinubu. <laughs> You didn't see, <laughs> you didn't see ahead of everybody. But did you see this? Did you see this status of Afrobeat? Did you see today, ten years ago or twenty years ago? Did you see it this big? Thirty years ago, and when I say this, it would seem like it's easy to say that in retrospect. But I promise you, I saw it from the very beginning. I swear, I know. <laughs> I saw it from the very. Beginning. I knew, I knew you saw it. The reason I, the reason I saw it, um. And I don't know if I've said this anywhere else. The reason I saw it from the very beginning was because I witnessed the birth of hip hop. Huh. And by the birth of hip hop, again, this is depending on the timeline of when you join, right? The birth of hip hop for me, when hip hop became a mainstream genre, right? Meaning when it started to go on television, because we had early access to satellite TV. Yeah. So I saw Yo MTV raps start. I saw the basement start i saw all of those shows start i saw all of the artists that became grammy award-winning artists when they were still hustling their tapes oh, i yeah. bought craig mack and biggie's um demo like i had a demo craig mack and biggie's actual demo that diddy and them people were hustling in new york wow. so my point is this there was a blueprint huh. and that blueprint was clear the whole idea of wanting to try and figure out distribution, wanting to try and figure out how to get the music, recognizing that doing campus shows was the way to spread the um, gospel. gospel in a sense. Uh, All yeah. of those things came from the blueprint of what I saw with hip hop in America. I recognize that black people in America are just 10% of the population. Yeah. If 10% of the population in America can create something so viral, then I was very confident that we could do the same thing in Nigeria. This is the reason why in the beginning, I always also recognized that if you did not have a movement, it was not going to work. One person could not do it. It had to be a movement. You had to start a culture. This is why from the beginning... Continue watching full episode on Jabless Original Intelligence Podcast YouTube channel. Please click subscribe to our channel. Like and comment on our videos. Thanks for watching. Oh. My name is Jobless. Jobless.